Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, this is Coach Stacy. I'm here this week with Coach Allie. And this month is all about fear. You know, Halloween month, it's a big, a big deal. But fear is such the biggest topic in gymnastics, right? It's the thing that always gets us. It's the thing that holds us back the most. It's, I mean, it's most of our clients that come to work with us come because they're afraid of a skill or a of competing or of something else. And so we really wanted to take this opportunity to just delve deep into the topic of fear and really focus on it. And one of the things I want to say is that a lot of coaches tell us, I, I, and Ali, I would love for you to, you to jump in on this, but a lot of coaches tell us like, I don't want to put the idea in their head that something's scary, or I don't want them to spend very much time thinking about their fears because then like they'll get too into like how scared it is, how scared they are in that, like a lot of people's, um, ideas of not of even like doing mindset work is that it's kind of like, I think maybe the idea, like, let's not open up that can of worms. Like if you just keep it shut, then it's not going to be a problem. But if you let them really start thinking about the fact that they're scared of something, then it really is going to be a problem. And so, um, a lot of times coaches don't even really want to spend any time helping athletes talk about fear. And I think that's pretty normal because that's what our society kind of thinks. But we know in, in our mindset work that it's completely the opposite of that. So you want to, you want to talk about your thoughts on that? Well, yeah. And, um, I even hear it a lot, especially with not necessarily the skills that they're currently afraid of. It's about like the skills in the future that they haven't tried yet, that they're like, well, if we talk about uh, that handspring on being being scary or a giant being scary, and that's not even something that they're doing yet, then when they get to it, they're going to think that it should be scary. Mm. And, and it's just, I see it as one of these things as well. When they get to a skill and it is scary for the first time, especially an athlete who hasn't dealt with a lot of fear. We all know some of those little ones just are like full blown, like, sure, I'll throw whatever you tell me to throw. <laughs> right? But when they get to this point where fear is starting to develop and become a thing, when they feel it for the first time, they think that it's wrong and that it's bad and that they shouldn't have it. But yeah. when you have opened it up as like, oh yeah, your brain is supposed to sense fear to help you save your life and do all the things and function properly. And it's okay. It's just a big deal when we try and push it away or avoid it or have a bad relationship with it really. And so it more opens up the opportunity, not necessarily that like you should be afraid, but that, oh, some people are afraid and some people are not. And when you are afraid, we have tools to help you and it's not that big of a deal. And when yeah. fear isn't that big of a deal, then what happens, Stacy? Yeah, then you can do anything. Yeah. And that's what most people really are afraid of. I mean, adults, kids, is we're actually mostly afraid of how we're going to feel if our fear comes true. So the emotion we're going to feel. Like uh, sometimes we're afraid of actually physically getting hurt, but usually beyond that, what we're really afraid of is the emotion that we'll feel embarrassment, humiliated, disappointment, rejection, actual, just fear. Like we're afraid to feel fear. Um, 
So most of the time, like what we're afraid of is how we're going to feel. And when we learn how to feel it, and then we know that I can feel any emotion, including fear, then all of a sudden, none of them are a big deal. And when none of them are a big deal, when you're not afraid to feel humiliation, you'll try anything. I mean, not just as a kid, but, you know, as an adult in business, you know, if you're not, or, you know, in whatever you're doing, when you're not afraid to be humiliated, when you're not afraid to feel rejected, when you're not afraid to feel like you failed, when you're not afraid, when you're willing to feel any of those feelings, then all of a sudden, most of the fears of the things that you have in your life, including the fears of trying new skills and learning new things are just not a big deal because you're like, okay, I might feel afraid. I can feel fear. I know how to feel any feeling. It's not a big deal. And that's where we really work on getting kids and coaches and parents to, is that when you can learn how to feel any feeling, then fear becomes way less of an issue. Yeah. Cause when people, when I think that the ones that are the most stuck are when they have this fear and they just like one, they think they shouldn't have it. And then it becomes this big thing and they don't do anything. And then they're actually just embarrassed that they're not doing anything. So then they have this fear of like, they have the fear of the skill and then they have the fear of balking because when they balk, they're embarrassed and they have a fear of that feeling as well. So it like piles and piles and piles on. (laughs) Yeah. And let's talk more about that. Cause I think that's really what is so fascinating. And, um, and really what's behind so many fears is a lot of times when we work with kids, um, we like understand that their fear, that they're feeling is, you know, about the skill and about getting hurt. But usually after you help them work through that piece of it, what they then express is that they're actually afraid of an emotional fear underneath that. They're afraid of feeling embarrassed. They're afraid of disappointing someone. They're afraid of not doing good enough. They're afraid of um, not being good enough. Sometimes they're afraid of being too good. Like, oh, if I'm too good, then then other kids might get jealous of me. And if they get jealous of me, then they won't want to be my friend. And it's like, then I'm going to feel, you know, like I'm going to not be liked, which is one of the scariest things to us as humans is the idea of being rejected by our community of peers. Um, And we'll talk a little bit more about that, but like really beyond most of the fears that we have is actually the emotional fear underneath it. And so when you can help a kid or as a coach, as a parent, when you can help yourself begin to understand, like, what is it that I'm actually afraid of underneath this? you can really make a huge amount of progress. Yeah. And I just want to add to that too. Um, not just the fear of like what other kids will think when they're, when they actually get it, just the fear, even of what they have to do next. Yes. Like, and that's a big, that was the coaching session walk. last weekend. She was like, but once I had, once I get my back walk over back handspring, then I know I'm going to have to get my back handspring, back handspring. So yep. she was balking on her back walk over back handspring. Yes. Not because she's actually afraid of the back walkover back handspring, but because she's afraid of the back handspring back handspring. <laughs> yeah. Or I get that with blinds a lot too. Like I'm not going to do a blind half because if I learn a blind half, then I have to blindfold and that's scary. So no way. No, thank you for that. <laughs> and so just being able to recognize 
that is really going to be important. And then without talking about it, I mean, it's like, how are you going to know someone's how someone feels without them saying it? And, you know, how are you going to know what they're thinking and what the root of this problem is without actually talking about it? Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the big one that, that we don't, you know, often end up getting to talk about, but I think really is the root of so much. And it's the fear of what other people are going to think, or that idea of that fear of being rejected by the people that we care about or the people especially our peers, but often also just like our family, our coaches, um, those kinds of things. So Allie, you want to, you want to start us off on like, what's, what's going on there? (laughs) Yeah. So a little bit of, or a lot of this is our fear of what other people are going to think is really a reflection, um, on them right? Like how they act and how they respond to things is a reflection of who they are. I'm so sorry. My dogs are going crazy in my house right now. (laughs) Sounded like everything fell around you. Oh my, no, they're just on the carpet wrestling and I can't let them outside because they attack the delivery people. So, (laughs) so I'm really sorry. Okay. Stacy, where was I just at? (laughs) I'm lost too. Um, you were talking about our fears of what other people think about how their thoughts are really about them. Yes. Their thoughts are really about them. And it's kind of interesting because a lot of times, um, if they were to ask or write down like all the things that they thought about you, and then they were to check off all the things that were true for themselves, it's usually almost every single one of them. And even if you do that for someone, if you write like all the things that you think about someone else, and then you check off what ones are true for you, it's so accurate. Um, And so when you can have that moment of reflecting of being like, okay, what is happening in their mind is really a reflection of them and not of me that already can kind of give you some freedom Mm -hmm. to be who you are. Stacey, would you like to add to that? Yeah. I mean, I, unfortunately we're just as, as human beings, we're selfish (laughs) and in that our, our, our wiring is to be thinking of ourself and our own survival first and foremost at all the time. And so usually when we have thoughts about other people, it's really about how those, how we are feeling because of our thoughts about those other people. Like it's, it's about how we think those people are making us feel. And so if we want someone to change their behavior or we're making fun of them for that behavior, or we don't like that behavior, it's because of our own fear or how we're making, how like we feel when we see that behavior. So sometimes we feel scared that we might kind of be the same and other people would judge us. And so then we're just going to judge them first. But most of the time, it just always has to do with how that person affects me. And so my thoughts about somebody else are all about me and all about how it applies to me and how it affects me and, and what I'm going to feel and think about it or what scares me about it. So, um, our coach Brooke Castillo always says other people's thoughts about you are none of your business. And that's one of my favorite quotes to think about all the time, because they really aren't because they're their thoughts about them. And so they're not any of my business. Like Allie's thoughts about me aren't actually my business because Allie's thoughts about me are about her. And my thoughts about Allie are not her business because my thoughts about Allie are about me. And so when we can kind of go, 
okay, it, instead of like spending so much time being worried about what somebody else is going to think about us, first and foremost, we can never control what another person is going to think. Like we know that from experience, right? Like, I mean, you've had times, you know, where you've like really wanted to perform well to impress someone else. And then they never even noticed, or like been really afraid that you were going to perform badly and that they were going to be really upset and they didn't care at all. Or like, sometimes you do something really nice for someone and they're like, Oh, thanks. That's sweet. You know? And you're like trying to like make them happy and they're for whatever reason, doesn't like, we can't ever actually control another person's thoughts. So spending all this time and energy being like worried about what other people are going to think, um, is pointless because we can't control what they're going to think. And isn't a ref- what we're actually afraid of is what it means about us, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean anything about us. It just means something about them. And so I think that fear of what someone else is going to think or how we'll make another person feel like kids always say, I don't want to disappoint my coach. Well, a coach can only feel disappointed because of a coach's thoughts. It can never feel disappointed because of a kid's actions. The action line in our thought model never leads to the feeling line in another person's thought model. It's always their thoughts. And so like, you can't make someone else feel disappointed. You can't make someone else feel angry or happy or sad. Like someone else can only feel something because of what they are thinking. Mm -hmm. And so taking that responsibility off of you, like stop thinking you are more important than you are. in another person, not because you're not valuable to them, but because you can't do it. You can't control their thoughts and you can't control their feelings. And so like taking that responsibility off of yourself, that somehow you can make somebody else feel or think something and then being afraid. I mean, so many of our fears come back to being afraid of what someone else is going to think. And when you can start freeing yourself up from that fear again, you can do anything, right? So true. Yeah. I love the little diagram too, where it's always like, I say something, then Stacy hears something, then Stacy thinks something, and then Stacy feels something. So there's Mm -hmm. that whole process of like my words actually going to her and then her thinking and then feeling and then choosing the process. My words never go straight to her feels. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah. So and true. being able to draw that out and like physically see that it makes so much sense. I just draw little yeah. stick people and draw the arrows and I'm like, okay, this makes sense. And you can start kind of catching yourself too. Like if somebody says something to you, just catch your thought because then you start realizing that everything that you're feeling is coming from what you're thinking about what yeah. they're saying. And yeah. when you can start to recognize it in yourself, it's easier to recognize that happening on the other end too. And, um, it relieves a lot of that. Yeah. And taking away the judgment from it, like nothing's gone wrong. There's nothing wrong with you when you're thinking something about someone else that's really about you. And there's nothing wrong with them. That's just how we're wired. But then also the other way that we're wired is, you know, again, our primary brain is wired for survival. So last week we talked a ton about how it's always on the lookout for danger. 
Well, if you think to primitive times in human, like sometimes we joke and we say back in caveman days, but honestly, there's lots of uh, current civilization or current, you know, uh, third world countries or groupings of people that live in very primitive conditions. And when you're living in a primitive condition, your life and death is honestly based upon your community. You can't survive alone. Very, very few people can just survive on their own. That's why there's all these survival shows about that. The man in the wilderness, like people can't survive on their own. They need, they need the community. I mean, psychologically we need it, but also literal for literal survival. Like if it's just you to hunt and fish and get enough food and keep yourself warm, like you've got to have a group of people around you for safety and protection and to be able to do all of those things. And so getting cast out from that group is literally the scariest thing. Like it's the scariest thing to our brains because we perceive it as a life or death situation. So for kids, when one of the kids makes fun of another kid, that kid's brain perceives that they are now in a life or death situation because they're going to be rejected from the whole group. They're going to be cast out from that whole group. And as we get older, we still respond in that same way. Like it's funny when you start tuning into your brain, you'll realize that your brain will think that these like Oh, that person, you know, I think, I think she's mad at me that it, 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 you'll like your adrenaline will start like rising and your stress, the hormones will start because your body literally thinks it's in a flight or fight situation. And so that's the part we're coming back, learning how to comfort your primary brain and speak to it and let it know that it's completely safe. It's okay if that person's mad at you. It's okay if that person didn't call you back. It's okay if that person said something, you know, kind of snubby to you. None of those are life or death situations that our brain actually thinks they are because we don't live in a society right now where we're going to be cast out and like not able to survive. We're just in a little kind of like, you know, ifs. <laughs> um so yeah I think that was a great point and honestly we've hit a lot of points today <laughs> yeah. let's, let's recap so recapping it the most important things to take is that um underneath fear that and the fears that we mostly perceive in gymnastics is the fear of a skill or the fear of an event but underneath that is often actually an emotional fear. It's fear of either what other people are going to think, or it's fear of then how we are going to feel if that fear comes true. So learning how to feel your feelings, learning how to feel any feeling, including fear will set you free from most of your fears. And then learning how to understand that your primary brain thinks that it's in danger when somebody else thinks poorly of you, helps you understand why those primary root fears of the fears of what other people are going to think, the fears of disappointing our parents or our coaches or our kids, um, the fear of not being liked, why though, or being rejected, 
those fears our brain perceives as life or death situation because it thinks that we're being cast out of the group. We're herd animals. We have to live in the herd. We can't survive on our own. And it thinks it's really scary. So uh, again, as we learn to coach our primary brain and to assure it and comfort it like a little child that we are safe, we will be able to be set fear from a lot of those thoughts. And then other people's thoughts are about them, not about us. They're none of your business. (laughs) So. We're going to keep working on fear this month. Next week, we have a special guest. Um, uh, We have a a former collegiate coach. He is awesome. It's going to be a really great one. So make sure and tune in and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.